The cool thing about nutrition being the foundation is that success really does breed success. So if nutrition is your base and you're focusing on just small changes in your diet, for example, maybe just eating out like once or twice a week rather than three to four times a week, the success that you're going to see from just that one change really motivates you to improve other areas that are higher on the pyramid. This is a revolution to fight for truth, fight for the people who trust us with their health, and a fight for research-backed action. This is a fight to purge baseless trends and customs in healthcare. This is a revolution to change the steps of healthcare from reactive medicine to preemptive medicine. Our vision is to be the catalyst for a system of proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare. This is Impetus Health. Sean and I, Ellie, here. Truck. And today we're going to talk about Vulcan nutrition and nutrition in general and how yep. that fits into the Vulcan performance methodology and what yeah. we're trying to do here with Vulcan. And while we're trying to do nutrition, while we're trying to involve it. Yeah. Um, so Ellie is the expert in nutrition, and I, I think we do need to talk about like your background a little bit yeah. and how you did get into nutrition. We can talk about mine too to yeah. get into nutrition, but. Uh, so give us a little bit. What's your what's your athletic background? What's how did you get into nutrition in the first place? Well, can I talk about first kind of like why Vulcan is adding nutrition on? Yeah, yeah. Just because I think that that's important to kind of set the the base. But um, with what we're trying to do with Vulcan, if we're trying to enhance people's lives and enhance what moves you, there's a vital component in, in nutrition that. Yeah. Um, in order for us to best optimize people's health, we have to talk about nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so um, with us trying to you know, create a, a, a coaching process through Vulcan, um, helps us better serve our clients. So that's kind of what we're gonna talk about today. And then as far as my background goes and why I'm interested in doing this is because fitness and health has been a huge part of my life ever since I was a really young kid from working out with my dad. Um, at our local 119 Health and Wellness, um, just to my athletic background playing sports. Mm-hmm. Um, all throughout high school, I played basketball, tennis. I did swim team ever since I was like eight years old. Every summer, ran sprint triathlons, ran half marathons, ran 10Ks and 5Ks, all that. I just loved being active. Yeah. Really still competitive. Do. Yeah, still I still do. do. Yeah. Um, and I was just really competitive. So that was a competitive outlet for me. Um, Ellie's super active. Every time we drop, we have this massive hill that goes up to her house, and every time we <laughs> drive by the hill, she's like, oh, that'd be such a good running hill. The problem is I just keep saying, that would be such a great workout, and I've never done it. I think so. I'm the problem, because I say, that's not a, I do not want to run up that hill, well, so I don't bring it up when she I know where I got it. it. My dad used to say that. Every time we would pass a huge hill on the interstate, he'd be like, man, I just want to get out and run that hill. <laughs> and it never happened. He never, actually, no, he ran a hill one time. Um, but anyway, I'm just like my dad. So... Yes, yeah, so as far as my background goes, I've always been in athletics. It wasn't until later in life when I was a junior in high school when I actually found CrossFit that I started focusing on nutrition. Yeah. I was I was never unhealthy really. My mm-hmm. mom cooked healthy all the time. She's a incredible chef. So she always had a really balanced meal for us. We hardly ever ate out. So I was fueled well. I just didn't understand the ins and outs of nutrition when it came down to especially performance. Mm -hmm. And so um, I started getting really, really interested in it, was super close to changing my major from nursing to dietetics. 
I actually met with the dean of the dietetics school and asked her about, you know, what a career would look like in mm -hmm. dietetics and found out that, you know, if I, if I became a nurse, I could pursue nutrition still and it not be as vocational. It would be just like more of a passion. Mm -hmm. So dove really deep into the science of nutrition. I've read a lot of books on it. I, you know, I've just really dove as deep as possible. Yeah. And I think, too, when you talk about like while we're doing nutrition mm -hmm. as a clinic and my clinic, Vulcan Performance Rehab and Recovery, is diet and nutrition, is, it's 80% of the battle. And no yeah. matter what you do, like, we, you, can, you cannot, and you say this all the time, you cannot outwork a bad diet. For you sure. cannot over-exercise to beat potato chips. You just can't do it. Yeah. So having nutrition and when, whether you're going through rehab, recovering from an injury, trying to um, perform better, whatever you're doing, if your nutrition is dialed in, it's going to help you. I mean, even if, if nutrition was the only thing you had, mm -hmm. if you ate super well and you didn't work out or exercise, you, you odds are you'd still be covered from a lot of different injuries and even diseases that could come across. Mm -hmm. Exercise helps tremendously, but diet itself is, that's the plate on which we eat. Right. So, yeah. Bill Campbell is a guy that I follow uh, very closely. He's Smart a professor guy. at University of South Florida. Um, and he's one of like the, the leading scientists when it comes to publishing uh, scientific studies mm -hmm. on physiology and physique. And he, he said this in a podcast and it really stuck with me. He said, for the general population's health goals, 80% of it to 90% almost is nutrition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he said resistance training is so important, especially when it's coupled with nutrition. Mm -hmm. It is so important. But for someone who wants to go from overweight to good, it's 80 to 90% nutrition. Yeah. He said for someone who wants to go to good from good to great, like great physique, great performance, it's going to be a lot more heavily predicated on how much resistance training they do yeah. coupled with nutrition. That's good. Um, but for most people we know, most people that come through Vulcan, most people I work with, mm -hmm. they just want to not be fat and yeah. they want to have healthy, you know, blood work and all that stuff. And it's, it's primarily yeah. nutrition. If we have people come in and this no is, way. we have this conversation, it's a, it's a, it's a tough conversation to have for everybody. But if we have people come in and uh, they're, they're having some type of injury, something's going on and they're not eating any protein, they're not having any protein at all coming to their body it's going to be nearly impossible to really rehab that because you've totally destroyed your ability to recover because mm -hmm. you don't have the literal building blocks of recovery in your body. Right. So nutrition is foundational. It really is. And for you talking to your clients in the initial onboarding process, like when they become a nutrition, a yeah. um, physical therapy client, you ask them about water and about nutrition mm -hmm. and that's so important, but we needed a process to continue that accountability. Yeah. Because, you know, if the client, if they're even 100% consistent in physical therapy, but they're yeah. not working on nutrition and water, you can't follow up on I that. I can't focus on it. That's not your job. Yeah, I can't. It's not my job. It's not my forte either. Right. So. so being able to have a, as a client, you're getting so much value by mm -hmm. being able to couple everything into your recovery that's going to help you get better faster. Exactly, exactly. And so with the kind of nutrition thing, if you view it as the 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 foundation you can build on top of that for everything else and right. that was kind of that's kind of your methodology whether you have someone who is they're just trying to eat right a college student or maybe they're older and they're just trying to eat better or um, they are a performance athlete and they're mm -hmm. wanting to compete um, it's still the basics you mentioned this when we talk like it's nutrition your basic nutrition stuff and when you have the basics dialed in really well then you can add on those little one percenters type thing like the creatine and things like that yeah um, but it's 
it, it's, and I'll say this real quick. The, the cool thing about n nutrition being the foundation is that success really does breed success. So if nutrition is your base and you're focusing on just small changes in your diet, mm. for example, maybe just eating out like once or twice a week rather than three to four times a week, the success that you're going to see from just that one change really motivates you to improve other areas that are yeah. higher on the pyramid. So, for example, eating out less, just that one thing, is probably going to increase the likelihood of you wanting to go work out because mm -hmm. you feel better. So, all of a sudden, your nutrition improves, your exercise improves, and then in this other little area over here, in sleep, you're getting better sleep. It's a positive feedback loop. Yeah, you're noticing when, peak, when clients are able to see and feel one tiny little um, repercussion of their decision, that they're ch of a choice that they, they are making, mm -hmm then they want to keep building on that. So what I try to do is, is I, I, I tell my clients we're going to find the big rocks, the things that are going to give them that yeah. little um, burst of energy or I feel so much better in my workout or I feel really hydrated, and then we're going to build on it. Because motivation, I mean, it wanes, it runs out. Yeah. But when we have that wave, we're going to ride it. Yeah. And so I just think it, that's kind of my philosophy is let's start with the basics, keep going with that motivation, and then when you hit a plateau, you have a mm -hmm. coach to help you jump out of it. Yeah, and you're big on building powerful habits too. So like building habits that <sighs> once once the motivation does run out, you have those habits built in to where you're still doing the things you need to do. For, for, for me, I don't look looking leaner, losing weight, um, things of that nature is not they're not really motivating factors for me. But if yeah. I put myself in a place where I'm trying to compete and I want to do something more competitive, that's really motivating for me. Like right. I will hold a I will hold a solid diet, solid nutritional intake just so I can feel better, perform better. And then when performance is over, competition is over, if I'm doing things right, I'm holding on to the good habits that I've set. I just may be a little more loose with it. Right. And altogether. it starts with an understanding of getting to the bottom of people's motivation. Like you said, what mm -hmm. motivates people? Some people, their motivating driving factor for caring two cents about their nutrition is just so they can walk around with their grandkids. Yeah. Some people might be so that they can get off a of blood pressure medication. Some people truly want a six pack of abs. And, yeah. you know, maybe they can't get I it. I love one. Yeah. Maybe they don't understand the, the things that they would have to do to get it. But when you have a coach there kind of helping you um, assess your goals, assess your motivation, all of that stuff, you're able to titrate what you're doing based on your goals. So mm -hmm. for you, when the competition is over, figuring out how you can not just completely fall off the wagon again but still live within a flexible very realistic lifestyle yeah and still you know maintain some of your performance and your aesthetic and all that yeah um so understanding that people's motivation changes just like mm -hmm. anything else yeah and kind of adapting their nutrition to that yeah and we talk like this because we know how important nutrition is we mentioned this a minute ago nutrition being the ground floor i want to harp on that because in healthcare, in medicine nutrition is not even an af afterthought you never go to the doctor and you say, hey, um, I'm, something's going on. I don't know what's going on. And they never ask as far as questions about, well, hey, what are you eating? Mm -hmm. what's, what's your nutritional intake? What are some of these things? Which, right. man, that would go a long ways. It would save us so much precious healthcare dollars and, right. and medication, surgery, um, every, all these little things. Nutrition would change all of that. And you said this actually last night at dinner, and it, it provoked a thought. But you said it's 
that you heard phrasing to people um, something as an experiment oh, yeah. is a really like motivating way to try to get people to do something they wouldn't otherwise do, maybe because it takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. And I would love if people with their healthcare could maybe um, view nutrition as an experiment. Mm -hmm. For example, we know it works. We know good nutrition is going to benefit you. Mm -hmm. But for example, someone who might struggle with anxiety or depression, maybe they need to be on medication. There is definitely a place where someone needs to be on medication. But yeah. maybe if they viewed their nutrition as an experiment, like I'm gonna change my diet and if it helps my anxiety and depression, awesome. If mm -hmm. it doesn't, it was an experiment and I got healthier in the process. Um, but maybe getting people to view, view nutrition like that in healthcare, because um, I was reading a book by Dr. Emmer Meyer, it's mm -hmm. the mind-gut connection, and he talks about the correlation between what we eat and the, the effect that that has on our neurotransmitters and serotonin, um, since that's actually secreted mm -hmm. you know, from our intestine. So our gut health is directly tied to some of these mood disorders that yeah. we have and um, stress and um, skin problems and a lot of stuff that people would go to a doctor for. Yeah. I'm like, can we get people to just try and like, experiment like try doing your nutrition first you know yeah. so I that's kind of my approach i would love to see if there's any research out there on comparing and contrasting like mental health issues with proper nutrition like oh there's like, a ton i need i need to find some of that and take a look there's at a it. ton um yeah. you know with neurotransmitters like i said and all that it's fascinating the correlation between your mind and your gut so what you eat and the way it manifests through your mood and through your stress levels mm -hmm. and all of that I, th th there's a reminds me there's a guy we work out with josh henderson um, oh yeah. It, it, it's this is uh, phenomenal. Maybe we talk about how genetics are your biggest predisposition. What they are, but there's so much you can do to combat bad genetics and nutrition. When yeah. we do it, so for instance, Josh um, had he had a stroke. At, how old was he? Thirty-two. Yeah, he would tell people this. Yeah, he would tell people this. Sorry, if you, if not Josh, we'll talk to Josh. But um, <laughs> he had a he had a stroke at thirty-two. Um, Super he's fit guy. He has incredibly fit. Washboard abs. A, a, a great nutritional intake. He exercises all the time, but he had a stroke. So he was genetically he's predisposed to this to have such a, such a young age. But on the other side of that, he's exactly the same. He oh, has yeah. lost nothing. He's he probably had, fitter. He beat me he, in like three yeah, workouts. Earlier. He's probably fitter. He was he was post stroke two weeks later in the gym trying to go slow in workouts with his little heart rate monitor slower. thing on. Yeah, he's like he had crushing a it. Heart rate monitor implanted into his body. But, yeah. Um, but that just shows if you have this ground floor taken care of, all of a sudden disease will come, sickness will come, injury will come. Mm -hmm. But your ability to bounce back from it. And, and really work through it is so much more enhanced when you have nutrition and a good exercise regimen backing you. Right, it, it's, it's like margin, for example. Oh yeah, it's When margin. you have, yeah. with coronavirus, for example. Oh yeah, we can Basically that people that have um, invested time and energy into really focusing on their nutrition, mm -hmm. they had a really wide margin and cushion when mm -hmm. coronavirus hit. Because studies have shown people who exercise and eat healthy. There's an article they we were, posted through the clinic on coronavirus and exercising and nutrition. Yeah, yeah, you posted it. And they were much better off when they got coronavirus. Much better, yeah. Um, so these people that are widening the margin, it, it just, it saves you a lot in the long run. Mm -hmm. And people know that. But it's just a matter of getting people to understand, you know, how much more you get out of life when you create reasonable guardrails within the... Um, domains of nutrition and fitness because it, it, it just it makes it helps you live life more fully it really yeah. does yeah so as far as like your your approach to nutrition when you have someone come on and you're trying to talk with someone about about it uh, 
we talked about this a little bit before, but what are some of the most common things that you see people go through that you try to help them help them with? Yeah. Like from a nutrition perspective. Like probably the, the biggest barriers you yeah, mean? Yeah, some of the biggest barriers. Um, you mentioned the, you mentioned being in a caloric deficit all the time or restricting food, restricting intake all the time. Yeah, that's probably the biggest one. A lot of times with girls restricting food, thinking that that's what's going to get them to lose weight. Yeah. And they're really frustrated because the scale doesn't budge. Mm -hmm. And trying to convince people that eating more will help them lose weight is, <laughs> is the most difficult thing I've ever done. We have to spend a podcast on that. We have to do a whole podcast on that Oh yeah, topic we'll do a whole time. podcast on it because I, I can't dive into it right now. Yeah. But um, everyone's different. But for most people that can't lose the weight that they want to lose, it's because they're at a point where they have restricted for so long. Mm -hmm. You cannot feasibly continue to restrict and have any progress because your body's just hanging on. Whatever food you give it, it's like, yeah. I have to use this for the brain. I have to use this for life-sustaining functions. Yeah. So, your body just holds on to things. So getting people to go with that methodology is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Once they do it and see the effects, they're like, oh my gosh, like so I can better. live life. Mm -hmm. I can eat more food and actually yep. achieve my goals. Like, wow. We see that through the clinic. When we talk about water intake, when we talk about nutrition with all of our clients, um, man, the amount of people who are under eating across all ages, right. all ages, it doesn't matter age. Right. Um, and I, th I actually believe that some of the older adults are severely malnourished like, mm -hmm. because they don't they don't eat enough. It's sustained metabolic damage is really it, oh it, man yeah. It's the the science of metabolism is is fascinating. We should do a podcast on that as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But I mean, it's something that can just like you can damage it, you can repair it. Yeah. And well, uh, and that's what we we do with most people. Mm -hmm. Start out like repairing like let's get back to a healthy level of caloric intake and then from there we can start talking about whatever your goals are mm -hmm. but i'm not restricting you down to 1200 calories a day like yeah. that's not safe yeah and we're talking about things too that we these are things that are easily changed like yeah. this is i mean it's a mindset thing you got to beat a bad mind you can't beat a bad mindset you got to change your mindset but these are things that if you change you will see results quickly yeah. very how you feel how you look um, your interactions with people in general, mm -hmm. but this is something that's a big thing for me. Like older, we always talk about. Oh, it's just oh, they blame it on age. Like you get older and you blame the injuries and things you're feeling on age. I, I don't think that research doesn't back that. You don't have to have these drastic declines yeah. in function, capacity, strength, respiratory endurance. You have to have all these huge declines. There is a dip off with age, but it's not nearly as drastic as what is so common in our daily life. And I think. It's because all these things aren't tied in. We have poor diets throughout our entire life. Like you just mentioned, chronic um, chronic starvation almost for an entire life. You're doing things that are really just destroying our body. Yeah. Uh, from, from an injury perspective, from an inactivity perspective, or from a the wrong activity perspective, all through life when we at the when we get older it repercusses we right. see the results of all that right. and but we can change it and you can change it at any age and when you change it man it's like it's like you hear the, the stories on when you quit smoking when you mm -hmm. quit smoking you're it's like your respiratory system immediately starts to try to recover mm -hmm. so it's the same thing with all this stuff we can see drastic change quickly at no matter the age right and it's really cool because there's a lot of literature out there that, that supports certain nutritional um, approaches in older adults. So mm -hmm. I worked with one of your clients in terms mm -hmm. of getting enough protein because there was 
a lot of studies that you and I have read and talked about um, in women over 65, how they actually need to increase their protein um, compared to someone maybe my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fascinating because like once they start doing it, they start feeling great. And in all honesty, I've told you this before, if when I get to the point in my life, I, I, I've come to the reality that death, you know, we all know death is inevitable, mm-hmm. but I want to leave this earth you know, not completely decrepit in a bed where someone's wiping my bottom. Like, I don't want to die that way. And I don't think many people do. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, understanding that nutrition and fitness play can play a role into your life up until your last day on earth. And, you know, Lord willing, you can leave in a state where you're not just completely broken down because you didn't take care of your body um, earlier in life. And like you do that with master's performance, keeping mm-hmm. older adults moving and focused on their nutrition. And, mm-hmm. and it just, it, I think it's powerful and it's never too late to focus on that and to make it's changes. It's not. Um, so trying to kind of close this out a little bit, yeah. let's ask, you can answer it from a nutritional perspective or any perspective you want to, yeah. but what's something that you're doing right now, whether nutrition or just life in general, that you think is really a powerful habit that you're creating to make your life better? The biggest thing right now, it changes often, but the biggest thing right now is waking up at 5 a.m. and then starting my day with journaling. Mm-hmm. I started with a devotion, but technically like after that I start journaling, and it's really short. I keep it super simple. Yeah. I write down the three biggest things that I absolutely have to get done today. And then I can create a running log of other things that if I get done, great. If not, I get three biggest things done, so it doesn't yeah. matter. And I try to knock those things out as early as I can. And what it's allowed me to do is be super productive at the best time of day for me, which is the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I found that by, by the time it's around 9 a.m., I've knocked out the three biggest things that I absolutely had to get done. And um, the rest of the day, I'm the the pressure's off. I'm able to do as much as possible. There's room for creativity. I'm not very creative when I'm restricted and I'm time constrained. Mm -hmm. So um, that's been amazing. Just starting my day early and and creating clarity on pen with a pen and paper. What do I have to get done today? I love that. Okay. So, and I love that because I did the same thing. I kind of say, what do I have to do today to make today a success? Right. That's don't you get a little hit of dopamine once you check it off. If you can, yeah, if I can finish today's success, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, all right, so what's something you're doing right now that you think you need, that's something that you're either doing you need to stop or something that you're not doing and you want to do to make your life better? The biggest thing that comes to mind is something I harp on all the time, and in the past week I've not done great on it, but it's getting over eight hours of sleep, mm-hmm. of quality sleep. Amen. Um, <clears throat> that's one of the biggest things that I tell people you can do. And recently I've been getting about seven to seven and a half. I've mm-hmm. noticed the difference and it's because I started waking up earlier, which has been the best thing that's happened to me recently, but I didn't move back my time I was going to bed. So um, that's something that I need to, I have to get over eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Like it's absolutely necessary and um, I'm not doing it right now. So. Gotcha, okay. Um, and real quick, tell people what you're training for, what you got coming up. Yeah, I have a CrossFit competition at the end of January. It's in Austin, Texas. January awesome. 30th and 31st. So I'll be competing in that, trying to finish up this little training cycle and dial in my nutrition up until then. So World stage, pretty good. cool. Yeah, and uh, I guess you can find find me at um, thevulcannutrition.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find me on Sean's website, Vulcan Performance. Um, and then on Instagram, all my nutritional content is on my personal page. It's Ellie Hiller, mm-hmm. at Ellie Hiller. 
I have a Facebook as well under my name, yeah. Ellie Hiller. Um, and feel free to reach out, call, mm -hmm. email, anything like that. You have a parting quote for us? You're going quotes. Um, quote. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I have so many. I love John Maxwell. Just one. You got one. Only one. Only one. What? Okay, wait, but I have so many. Um, oh, okay, this is, mm, I've said that before. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Mm. We'll end on that one. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. We'll see you later.